Ghosts can be anywhere, from homes to workplaces and even retail businesses. It seems that wherever there are living people, there are also the unliving. Have you ever come across the unliving yourself? An apparition? A deathly cold chill? Or whispers in your ear? Stay with me and I'll share with you some true stories. Something's here. Lancaster, Pennsylvania, USA, circa 2012. Sari was only about the age of nine or ten when she had this happen to her. She was at a friend's house late one night. Her parents were out late and her friend's parents were minding them for a few hours. The children playing were her friend Mary, who was about the same age, and Sari's little sister Abigail. The night was going on without incident, and Mary's parents were in the lounge room with her older siblings. The girls came up with the idea to play hide-and-seek, and so, little Abigail, being the youngest, was picked to be it, and had to go looking for the other girls. Abigail started to count in the lounge room, and so Sari and Mary started looking for places to hide. Sari looked around the kitchen area and remembered that Mary's home had a closet pantry that could be locked. This seemed like the perfect place to hide, Sari thought to herself. She kept one eye out to make sure that Abigail wasn't peeking and ducked into the pantry cupboard as quickly and quietly as she could. To make it even harder, Sari thought that she would be clever and lock the cupboard so that little Abigail couldn't get to her. Sari beamed a big smile as she hid in that pantry space. She thought her plan was the best idea ever. She was sure to win this round and make an impression. While Sari was hidden, she could hear Mary walking around the house looking for a place to hide as well. And just a bit further away, in the lounge room, she could hear Abigail counting. Everything was going to plan, well, for a few minutes at least, until Sari heard extremely heavy breathing right next to her. She froze for a moment, thinking what it could be. The pantry was too small to have anyone else in there with her. And she knew that no one was standing directly outside the pantry door. Rationalising what was going on, she put it down to her own breathing and tried to ignore it. But the sound of heavy breathing persisted. That sound was coming from somewhere right next to her in that small pantry space. She realised that the rate of breathing didn't coincide with her own breaths, and so, to be 100% sure, she held her breath to see if it was her. Much to her terror, she could still hear the breathing. Sari, terrified, screamed as loud as she could and banged on the door for what may have only been a minute or two, but surely felt like an eternity. Soon, Mary and Abigail heard her in the pantry and unlocked the door, wondering what was wrong. Sari did not wait. She bolted straight out of there, and then in a panic, fearing that something, whatever it was, might get out, she ran back and slammed the pantry door shut and locked it again, this time from the outside. Her sister and friend, confused, scared and scratching their heads, asked Sari what had happened. She told them what had happened to her. This being Mary's house, and as she had never experienced anything like this before, thought it was strange, and so she went to open the pantry door. 
Sari stopped her immediately. Then Mary decided to see if there was actually anything in there by knocking on the door in a specific rhythm. Now, imagine their terror when from inside the empty pantry they heard the same pattern knocked back to them from the inside. I would love to hear from you all about your own paranormal experiences. Our email details are at the end of the show. Jailhouse Spirits Rikers Island, New York City, USA 1990s Gloria worked as a prison officer on Rikers Island in New York City. This, I'm told, is the largest jail complex in New York and quite possibly the largest in the USA. Gloria worked there for many years and during the hustle and bustle of the day, nothing would really ever happen. But of course, it was her job to work late and night shifts as well. Working the midnight shift was where most of the activity would happen, and she said that you would hear many strange noises that just couldn't be explained. Older work colleagues had told her the story of an incident that occurred in the 1970s. The story went that in the late 70s, a female officer had been assigned to work in an inmate housing area on the midnight shift. The shift itself was said to have gone well, until at one stage during the night, an inmate hanged himself in one of the cells. The story went that when the officer found him in his cell, she was extremely shocked. It's believed that she was so upset at the sight that she had a heart attack right outside his cell door. As there was no one available to help the inmate, he died of his injury, and with no one else on duty to assist her, the female officer's heart attack proved to be fatal, and she passed away right there. I'm also told that there is still a small plaque with her name on it in the jail. Now apart from the usual stories of strange noises in the night, there doesn't seem to be much more that happened in the jail. That was until the late 1990s though, when Gloria was on duty on the midnight shift. She happened to be in the same housing area where the previous incident had occurred some 20 years earlier. She would be the only officer on duty for the majority of the night, and would only be joined by a second officer at 5am. Gloria performed her rounds and completed her paperwork as required throughout the night without any issues. In the morning, she began to get some very strange questions from the inmates. Quite a few of them had asked her who she was working with during the night. Gloria had been all alone from midnight to 5am, and she was very confused as to what the inmates were talking about. There couldn't have been a second officer on, and if there was, she would have known about it. When she asked the inmates further, they told her that a female officer was walking up and down the corridor all night, and that the female officer would stare at them through the cell door windows. They also described the female officer as wearing a uniform skirt, and not the normal pants uniforms that all the officers wore now. The skirt uniform for the women had been changed many years before, and would have been the uniform the female officers wore back in the 1970s. Although Gloria admits that she has never seen anything strange herself while on duty, there have been many strange incidents like this happen while she was on shift. Following that incident, Gloria has also received reports of crying sounds coming from the cell where the inmate had died, and reports of what appears to be a flashlight beam 
down the dark corridor, bobbing along the cells during the dead of night. Staff and inmates have also heard keys jangling along the corridor, but cannot ever find the source. It makes you wonder just what is going on in that place, and are their former staff so dedicated that they refuse to leave their post? This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. I just wanted to thank you all for being here and supporting this project. You guys are amazing. If you like my work and want to show your support, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com. Just look for SOS Paranormal, or there is a link in the description. Thanks again, guys, and now back to the stories. Chill on the Stairs Manchester, United Kingdom, 1974 Brady was a young man at 16 years of age, and he was keen to work and save up money. After looking for jobs in his hometown, he eventually found a job in a retail shop. When he started working there, he found the building quite impressive. After all, the building had previously been a theatre. He worked on the floor for some time, and as time went on, he was given more duties and responsibilities. One day, the floor manager asked Brady to run up to the top of the building to get some coat hangers. He had never been up there before, but he knew where the area was. He climbed up the staircase carefully, as he noticed that the staircase itself was old. The area was poorly lit and was quite damp. As he ascended, It was darker and damper. When he was almost at the very top of the stairs, he felt an unbelievable chill come over him. Assuming it was just the fact that the upstairs area was cold, he went looking for the items he was tasked to get. He noticed, however, that it wasn't the entire top area of the stairs that seemed to be ice cold. It was just one particular area. It was a chilling cold which made him very uncomfortable. A bit confused by it, but trying not to overthink it too much, he went into the storage room and got the hangers, then went back downstairs. As he did, the cold almost immediately left him. He thought to himself that was weird, but he couldn't explain it. A little while later in the day at lunchtime, Brady was in a queue waiting to buy his lunch at the cafeteria. One of the other staff members approached Brady and asked if he was okay. Perplexed, he responded that he was fine and asked the other staff member why they had asked that. 
she told Brady that she had found out that he had been sent upstairs for hangers. Then Brady told his workmate about what had happened up there, about how he had ascended the stairs and felt that overwhelming chill there. She explained to him that the building had once been a theatre, and Brady had already known that. But what he didn't know was that many years ago, the theatre was going through a very tough time and wasn't doing well financially. The theatre was losing money, and the future of the theatre and its workers was uncertain. As a likely result of those circumstances, and the stress it posed, she told Brady that the theatre manager one day made his way upstairs alone, and hanged himself. Brady did not go back up those stairs again, and quit a short time later. If you'd like to submit your own chilling true tale, so that your story might be featured in one of these episodes, contact me on seekersosparanormal at gmail.com. Email details are in the description. Thanks again for joining me. Until next time.